Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. But I'm only going to get this one chance. Just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen. But I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You are just one of the I'm Ron. This is Braden. Welcome to Commanders Uncensored. We're also looking for a miracle. Gonna gather. Unleashes. Towards the end zone, it Uh-oh. is deflected in the air, and it's caught by Johnson, and Denver's prayer is answered. There is no way. Tip three times. <laughs> Improbable. You've got to keep your eyes disciplined. Watch crossers. You've got to be disciplined here if you're Washington. Wilson to the end zone, batted down and incomplete. Intended for Sutton. And the Washington Commanders hold on here in Denver. Welcome back to Commanders Uncensored. Always 100, still the worldwide leader. And Braden, guess what? What's that? The Commanders are 2-0. Man, first time 2-0 since 2011. It's been over 10 years, and they finally do it. How awesome is that? So what a game was this, right? It was, this was a game of two halves almost. Right before halftime, that midway through that second quarter, a light switch went off. And it totally changed. I don't know what happened, but I know something happened because this team was down 18 points, Braden. Yeah, yeah, it's 21 to 3 at one point, and I was about ready to just go to bed. <laughs> I know. You were so bad. I was like, come on, man, get over yourself. But somehow, the commanders pull out the win. They are now 2 and 0. Going into week three, they have a tough opponent. We have the Buffalo Bills. I don't want to get into that right yet. I want to focus on what happened this past Sunday. So let's recap what happened, Braden. Wilson comes out, right, and he throws. Actually, I got to say this. Russell Wilson played a great game. Yeah, he looked. I was concerned in the first half when they get 21 points, but not only that. Russell Wilson's dropping the deep bomb on us all first half. He actually played a great game. He was on. You're exactly right. His deep passes were were on. He hit his um, wide receiver, Mims, for multiple long games. I was going to say, I never heard of this Mims guy until yesterday. So Mims catches a 60-yard touchdown, right? And then he comes right back, and then he hits a – 54-yarder in the second quarter, not for a touchdown, but still, I mean, you're looking at a 60-yarder and a 54-yarder on two pass plays. Mm-hmm. He was on. It, it it looked scary. And then 
the play, in my opinion, that changed the game, Braden, was Russell Wilson fumble. Yeah, that was a big turning point. So at that point in the game, the commanders were down 21 to 3. It was not looking good. It was 21 to 3. Mm-hmm. There was with one minute and 49 seconds left, Braden, in the second quarter, it's fourth down. Now, is it just me or did it seem like, okay, and let's rewind. So before this play, right, Joey Sly misses a field goal. Okay. So I guess my question is, last year, the year before that, right, like look at history. Does Ron Rivera normally kick a field goal there? Say no. You don't think he does? I don't know. I I, I think it's like 50-50. Yeah. Riverboat Ron. Mm. Come on now, Riverboat Ron. There's 149 left. I thought he was going to go for the field goal. And then they did it. And I don't know if they did not go for that field goal because of their field goal kicker. And, I mean, he missed. And when I say he missed, Braden, he missed. Like, yeah, we were both like, what the heck just happened? Bad. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, I think he had to go left and went completely. I, all I know is it went all right. It didn't go left or <laughs> it didn't go in the middle. It went all right. It was like 10 yards off. Yeah, it was some fan got a ball. So maybe that had something to do with it. Or maybe this, maybe Ron Rivera is finally realizing what we have been sitting on here and saying, this is a new ownership group and Ron Rivera cannot go 500. Ron Rivera basically should coach this team like it's week 17, like you've already been eliminated from the playoffs. You have nothing to lose and you just go for it when you shouldn't be going for it. I've seen it with other teams. I've talked about this before. How when Doug Peterson and the Eagles, they pulled off that, you know, with Foles beating Tom Brady. He just did crazy things that didn't make any sense. You talk about Sean Payton doing the onside kick when he was with the Saints against uh, Peyton Manning, right? You do these things that are unexpected. You do the things that aren't in the blueprint. You do these things that other people aren't thinking that you're going to do, and you catch them by surprise. So... 149 is left in the second, Braden, and they do not kick the field goal. They go for it, and they get the touchdown. Mm-hmm. And when they get the touchdown, Kareem Jackson. I don't know what this guy's thinking, but he totally takes out Logan Thomas. Like, do you think that was a dirty hit? Yeah, yes, and yes. You know what, yes, because you see it in the in full motion, and you go, you know, it's not that bad. You know, he's trying to make a play so he doesn't catch the ball and stop the touchdown. But when you see it in slow motion, and most of the time I'm the opposite, but this it just looks like he, you know, completely aims for the head. Like, his head hits his head, you know? Like, when you see it in slow motion, he, Logan Thomas jumped up in the air for the ball. How are you going to hit him in the helmet? Like, you should be hitting him in the chest. I have a question here. What in the hell is going on here? Two weeks. We played the Cardinals, and they were taking cheap shots on us. And now we play this team, and they're taking cheap shots on us. I, I think the NFL refs need to be uh, cracking down with these flags 
or or we need to start policing ourselves and maybe our defense should start getting a little ignorant back because this is starting to be this is two weeks in a row we've had some defenses that are playing pretty damn shady against us and I ain't liking it Braden yeah yeah I mean I couldn't Look, I like the one you said, come back out there with our defense and smack them in the mouth. That's why I need to see more of that. I like how our defense has been playing, but I haven't seen that aggressiveness that other teams have been giving us. They need to do like how when it was the Ravens and it was us and in, in that um, uh, weekly practice, you know what I mean? That, that, yeah. And and people started fighting, right? Because yeah. guess what? You know, you hit our guy, we hit your guy, and, and, and now we're going to go at it as a team. You got to have his back, like. This is two weeks in a row. Our quarterback's getting, like, the Frankensteiner done to him out on the field. I don't know what's happening right now. These guys are, are I mean, you're talking about, you could be ending people's career with that kind of hit. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I mean, that was straight. That was like, that remind, that's kind of like a Antonio Brown, Vontez Perfect type hit. Yeah, that was not cool at all in my book. Not cool at all. Mm-hmm. So, Fast forward, that's 149 left before halftime. Like I said, up until this point in the game, Braden, we were dead, right? This game is over. 149 left before halftime. The commanders score a touchdown, and then our defense comes out. Our defense gets a stop, and guess what? With two seconds left, Braden, we are able to get a field goal to make this a 14-21. to Wow, what just happened right now? You went from 21 to 3 with 149 left to 21-14. That is a huge swing in momentum. Absolutely. And talking about that swing right there in that 149, a lot of people are not talking about Sam Howell in that two-minute drill. He, We got the ball back. Our defense gets a stop. Well, yeah, he, he gets a touchdown for us. Great throw to Logan Thomas. Tight window, throws it in there. Then we get the ball back, and he leads us down and gets, a, and gets us in a field goal position. And if you go and look on that drive, he has a great throw to John Bates, I believe it is. I think it's Bates. It's about like a 25, 30-yard pass, perfect on the sideline, gets us out of bounds, and he sets us up in field goal range. And I think that's what's really underrated is Sam Howe really led that. Our defense did its thing and got a stop, but Sam Howe controlled the entire offense and led, took charge. We come back out, Braden after halftime, and it didn't stop. So after halftime, how about that Sam Howe to Terry touchdown? Yeah, that's what you said what got, got a spark, which I agree is the fumble, but that's what I was going to say. That touchdown, I think that's like the, all the momentum switched all over to Washington right there. So you think that's when Denver kind of started yeah, yeah, getting that's, nervous? Yeah, I think, I think everybody in the stands, I th- that's like, I think yours is what started it right there. I think the McLaurin touchdown was like, Boom, it's it's all here. So let me ask you, what did the whole sequence of that play, I think the whole thing was perfect. I think that pass was intentionally high it was, it because was, yeah. he had one spot to put it, and he put it in that one spot. He had a receiver that was able to go up and catch it in that one spot where only he could get it. There was a guy, a defender in the front, a, a defender in the back. I mean, the whole freaking play was pitcher perfect in my opinion. Yeah, I agree too. I mean, we we were sitting right next to each other when it happened. I was like, man, I don't even, I don't know who to give a compliment to. Like, I, they both get one, you know. That was great pass, great catch. We've seen McLaurin catch it hundreds of times on people. Taylor Taylor Heineke 
would throw it up with Gilmore on him. He would catch it, you know, and freaking how, man. Rifles it in there. I guess they kept the uh, effort Terry's down there in the playbook, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, you got to get that to Heineke, right? Then, Brayden, right when we think it's over, right? The fat lady is singing. She's warming up. It's done. The game's over. Let's go home. There's three seconds left. Sean Payton and the Saints a couple years ago, I'm thinking, right? The stupid Hail Mary, and they completed it. Sean Payton is now the head coach of Denver. And gosh damn it, what does he do? The freaking Hail Mary and they score a touchdown, they're only down by two. They need a two-point conversion. I went from, I mean, this was a roller coaster. I'm going from I'm ready to break the TV in the first quarter to the second, third, all the way to the last three seconds. I'm celebrating. I'm ready to go run around the neighborhood, and then I'm ready to break the TV again. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what the heck. I mean, I think everybody on here is just going to stay. But why the heck would you just let him catch it wherever the ball was hit and just tackle him before he got in the end zone instead of smack it back or smack it up in the air? Well, you're never taught that in football. You hit it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what I'm, that's not why did <laughs> yeah. they smack it up. I have no and idea. And it's like, why are they up that far anyway? Just let him catch it and just tackle him right there. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Either way, so St. Juice comes up with the – Great play. That was not pass interference, by the way. I thought it was. Shut your mouth. I thought it was. Just being hey, I'm glad they didn't call it. <laughs> Shut your mouth, boy. That was a great play. Ah. That was all greatness. That was great hands, great defense. Great play. We stop them. We win the game 35-33. So why, Braden, I have a question. Why did this team, why were they able to come back? This Washington Commanders team, mm-hmm. the Washington football team, the Washington Redskins team, for the last so many years, right, basically since the 90s, let's, let's be honest here, we don't have that mentality. We don't have that, we don't have that ability to where you're down and the fan base believes, well, there's a minute left, we're going to win this game. We don't normally get down by 18 and come back. And in my opinion, last season, we would not have came back. So why do you believe that Washington got down by 18 and an away game against a good defense and was able to come back and win this game? That right, that was the Sam Howell breakout game right there. We saw him. Sam Howell's undefeated as a Washington commander. He has never taken a loss in his career yet. He gets down 18. No matter what quarterback we have with Ron Rivera, we have a, we have a hard time getting 18 points on the board the entire game. We have Sam Howell. Howell rallies us back. In the first half, he takes a lot of sacks. Second half, I don't know if he was getting rid of the ball quicker, if the offensive line was doing better. But the offense was finally moving and picking up yards in the first half. It was, we had three points all the way into two-minute warning. And then we go out there in the second half. We look great, and Hal lights it up. It was a Sam Howell breakout game. That's what it was. Sam Howell, 300 passing yards. He comes back, 
from an 18 point and he gets the job done. I'm going to tell you why. Because last season, we had an offensive coordinator that was not able to make adjustments. Yeah, that's, that's very true also. We have had a good defensive coordinator. We have had a good defense. We sat on here before this season started, Braden, and we said, if this offense can be at least 15 or better, this is a playoff team. Yep. I tell you what. If we had Scott, yeah, we would have lost that game. We would have absolutely lost if Scott Turner's our offensive coordinator. Scott Turner did not know how to make adjustments. Scott Turner had a playbook, and he did not know how to coach. He had a playbook, and anybody can call plays out of a playbook, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can take a, a, a kindergartner and just say point at a play, and they, they can point at anything on that sheet, but it doesn't mean that you know how to coach. It doesn't mean that you know how to make an adjustment. Eric Bieniemy is the reason why we won this game. Eric Bieniemy did what we have been saying, Braden. Eric Bieniemy went out there and he realized our offensive line was getting beat again this week. Sam Howe in that first quarter, I think he took three sacks, right? It was two or three. It, yeah. it was three before halftime. And let me tell you this, Eric Bieniemy did what we have been preaching that Turner should have done, and it's the Andy Reid special. It goes back to Donovan McNabb and Westbrook. It's the old screenplay, your running back screen, your traditional screen where it's just the quarterback has it, he backs up, your offensive linemen allow the defense to get back, in this case, our offensive line probably couldn't stop them anyway. So, hell, just let them go, right? Mm -hmm. Your running back just stops at the line of scrimmage. That defensive line is now five yards past. You dump it off to him, and he can run down the field. We saw B-Rob. We saw Antonio. We saw both of our running backs very successfully run down the field on a very simple running back screen. It's one of the best plays in all of offense because it neutralizes that defensive line. So if your offensive line is not that great and or if you are going against a great defensive line, how do you take them out? You just do some screens and now they start to pause because they don't want to over-pursue. Yeah, I love, I love that they're doing the screens and they stick with it. They didn't do it one or two times and it worked and... They didn't know they they never pulled out again. They stick with it throughout the game. I like that. And I also noticed throughout the game is we scored thirty five points, which I can't remember the last time Washington scored that many points. But yet we keep the ground game and the passing game fairly split at I mean, we have to make a comeback. We have to pass the ball a lot. But I feel like the enemy still had a you didn't you didn't know it was coming at the defense. You know, B Rob still got a lot of touches. B Rob got two rushing touchdowns on the day. So we get I like how we, we put up 35 points and we still have a good mixture of play calling in here. And I think that that's the recipe on how you do it. You got to have the defenses, you know, not knowing what's coming. 100. 100%. Like, that was one of the best offensive game plans. And it didn't start off that way, right? It's not like we that's, came out. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? But it was. We almost like, had three points at halftime. 
Yes. And then, like I said, that last one minute and 49 seconds, the light switch happened. Yep. And from that point on, it was a totally different ball game. And let me tell you something. Our freaking defense looked like shit, too, to start this game off. Yeah, what's up with all deep passes, man? Our whole team. That was a team effort to look like total booty out there. That was not just the offense. That was the defense. That was the special teams. We're missing field goals by freaking, I don't know what, what he's doing. He, maybe he's trying to kick it over to the guy selling beer over there on the right hand. I, I don't know what the heck's going on here. The field goal wasn't close. The offense looked horrible. The defense looked horrible. And then all of a sudden, both Jack Del Rio and Eric Bieniemy made adjustments. We just we got way more aggressive. Turnover started happening. It was it was it was night and day. It was night and day. Absolutely, absolutely. So I have a question now, Braden. Um, well, I saw something that was. Well, I'll ask you first. What do you think of this? Micah Parsons mm-hmm. goes on Twitter or X, whatever you would like to call it. And I believe after the game, Dotson had put something about how they won. You know, I think he said 2-0. and I didn't see the exact tweet. And Parsons says something, either we're coming or he's coming or whatever. You know what I mean? So, and then the media wants to try to, you know, beef that up a little bit. Like, Parsons is giving the warning to the commanders how the Dallas Cowboys and him, they're coming for him. Like, we're not even playing them this week, but what do you think of that? Does that bother you that he said that? I could care less. No, we don't We don't even see them till Thanksgiving, so that's way out of the picture. We, we're 2-0. I have a lot more things on my mind, and we have the Bills this week than the stupid Cowgirls. I'm going to say this. If you were just a naive media person and or someone who doesn't really know the whole history of that Parsons and Dotson both played on Penn State yeah exactly they're friends they're joking with each other he's joking with him but either or I mean I'll take it you know what I mean like we'll whip them when they get here too we'll use that for billboard material but is it a big deal because he said they're coming no, nobody really cares. Actually, we're coming because we're going to Dallas. The real question is, who's a bigger threat, Dallas or Philly? Well, that's kind of what was going to be my next question. So, oh, man, I, I should have wrote down the list. I'm sorry. Um, How many undefeated teams are there? I think six or seven. I know I was going to write that down, and I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, I the Commanders, the Eagles, the Cowboys. Uh, the, the NFC South Falcons, yeah. the Bucks. Who else is the NFC South besides the Panthers? Saints. Yeah, I think they're undefeated. I don't know, but whatever. So there's a couple teams that are that are undefeated still, and so people like to ask this question: Who's a contender and who's a pretender? Do you think Washington is a contender or a pretender? Pretender.
Look now, um, don't get on here. Don't get on here and tell me we're contenders and the Cowboys are pretenders. If that's what your whole plan is, now. No, that's not all my right, plan. I, right. I'm not talking about any. I'm talking about us. I'm okay. talking about the Commanders. Okay. Okay. I told you what I say. We're gonna win 11 games. You did say that. Yep. And we're two and zero. Yes, we are. We've had a good defense. I said we were gonna win the first two. Now we are kind of proven to have a better. I'm not going to crown them. I'll just say better offense, right? Yep, yep, better offense, yep. So this is all leading up to contender. I only say that because I've heard other people say exactly what you said. The commanders are a pretender. I don't, I guess I do get it. So I was going to say I don't get it, but I do get it. Because everyone wants to look at history. So if this was, I don't know, New England, right? They might say contender, even though they haven't been good since Tom Brady left, but they have a recent history. If you were the Bills, like if you were a team that had recent history, people would say contender. But because we have not had recent history, nobody wants to give us any respect, even though a real smart NFL person would look at this and go this team has been a quarterback and an offensive coordinator away this team has had a good defense they are just that little bit extra on offense away and two weeks we've proven in my opinion to be a little bit better than what we were last year in that department so for me i don't think we're a pretender i think we're a contender The good, the bad, and the ugly. This is what I kind of want to call this little segment for now on Braden. It's going to be called the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Okay. So, what was your bad and ugly? And then we'll we'll start with the bad, and we'll always end it with the good in this last game. So, uh, the Broncos game, right? Yes. The bad, the bad. I have to say, just the defense will end up 33, a lot of the deep balls, and... It's, I, uh, it sucks I can't come on here and give you, like, a pinpoint, like, you know, pinpointing down or who's problem. But it was just, just the general of letting up 33 points and just a deep ball in the first half. That that was bad. So you're saying our defense. Yeah, yeah. I'm just our going, defensive yep. secondary. Yep. I'm fine with that. I'm going to say for me the bad was Joey Sly. Okay, yep, I agree with that. That was that was bad. <laughs> that was unacceptable, man. Yep. I mean, good God, he missed like he should have fell down and act like he tripped or something. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what, what I mean. Done. Got fell down, started kicking the grass, act like a squirrel came and tri- I don't know, make mm-hmm. something up. Be like, oh my God, something. I don't know. There's a rock, something. He's ice. Down, lay down and hold your leg. Even though it was ninety easy. degrees, just say there was ice on. The, I don't know. Say it was snow. Say it was raining. Say an alien shot you in the eyeball. I don't say something, man. Gosh, damn, that was bad. Horrible. And an offensive line. For me, they did not play good that first quarter. Was that the ugly? Yes. Yeah, that's actually – that's what I was going to save the ugly for. I, I didn't know which one to do. I was actually going to pinpoint this. I hate to be the pinpoint person, but it's uncensored for a reason. Charles Leno, what were you doing out there on Sunday? You looked like a piece of garbage. Well, it's uncensored. You, you know, whatever. That was – look, man. 
I hate the I hate the you know talk bad about my guys and everything and pinpoint one out, but Leno just have a better game against the Bills because that was not that was not your best ability, man. Yeah, use it right. Use it for fuel. Use it to get better. Let's go. You can get better. Yeah. Hey, it's it's criticism. It's constructive criticism here. Yeah, exactly. We're we're still rooting for you. And now we're going to get to our goods, and our goods are going to be our woo. All right. Oh, you want to start? Off? Well, go ahead. You, oh, you, right. no, go ahead. You tell me. I, I just gonna help it. Sam Howell's popping out. Yeah. Sam Howell. Yep, yep, yep. That's the biggest will we get. That's one of the best quarterback performances we have seen out of the commander uniform of any quarterback to wear commander uniform. He was, he was on. He was on. He was on. He was on and determined. Locked in. What else you got? Anything else? Nah, for the good, I guess. Just Sam Howell. Just Sam Howell. All right, so I, I I have him in my woos, so I'll go down the list here, and we'll we'll give I'll start at the top, and we're going to start first off. B Rob, yeah, B Rob got to get a woo. Two TDs. <laughs> Two rushing touchdowns. Plus, like we said, those um, running back screens. I mean. Mm-hmm. This was, in my opinion, his best professional NFL football game. I'd agree too. I think, I think he's definitely been seeing the field way more than he did last year. And he, yeah, this was his breakout game with Sam Howe. That's why we got thirty-five. Man, we ain't used to seeing that. And thank you also to B Rob because my man Antonio, which I'm, I'm, he's still fumbling, man. Like. <sighs> this might just be one of them things, Braden, where he's just at just who he is, right? Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, he was never a peer running back. It's tough. Second woo, Bray. My second woo is going to be for, and actually, I thought about just giving it to Eric Bieniemy, but you know what? I got to give it to both. I got to give it to Eric Bieniemy and Jack Del Rio. We said this earlier. Both came out and did not look good, right? Mm-hmm. Both made adjustments. That is a good sign for those. Yes, it's very easy to get mad, and it's very easy to say how they look horrible to start the game. But when you have an NFL coach that is showing you he has the ability to make adjustments, that's huge. And both of these guys made adjustments because our defense and our offense looked better just before, right? Like we said, like five to six minutes left in that second quarter. Something happened because from that point on, we looked good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they definitely – someone was getting on them on the sideline or something happened because they did look a lot different and better. So, and I want to say the whole team defense in general, right, can get one. And I got to give one also to Chase Young. My man, Chase Young. Go ahead, Chase. First game back, Braden. He comes out here. He has one and a half sacks. And then the whole team in general, I was going to try to list everything, but good Lord, I would, we would have been sitting here forever. The team had seven sacks. Yeah, man, that is. 
When was the last time they had that? That's like what you put. That's what you finally expect to have all these first rounders on your line. About time they all break out, you know. Montez Sweat had one and a half. He had one and a half. Did, was he the one that got that strip fumble? Uh, I can't remember, I think, but I can't remember. If that's but... the case, he got one last week too, right? Yes, and then you had Deron Payne mm. got one. I mean, and I'm going to say there was some crazy number, like 30 rushes, like like rushing the quarterback. to You know what I mean? Like Our defensive line was either getting sacks or creating pressure from, like I said, that midway through that second quarter, the whole rest of the game, it was it was total domination. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. they just looked like a completely new team, you know? They just came out there. It was like the game just restarted, and we just started out dominating. Yep. And then, like you said, our boy Sam Howe got to get one. Go ahead, Sam. Tell him. Oh, you got one more. You forgot one. You forgot one. Who? The bad man himself, the rookie, comes up with a big play. Emmanuel Forbes with the INT. Okay. <laughs> Sam Halbraden was 27 for 39. He threw for 299 yards. He had two touchdowns. He had zero interceptions. That's the big number. Exactly. Yeah. Keeps us in the game. Our defense, defense locks him up. We get, yeah. He doesn't give the Broncos good field position all game. We have, we don't get, we we don't score any points. We have Tressway knocking him back deep, and our defense is good enough. We don't have Sam Howell throwing interceptions around the fifty yard line, having him only going ten yards for three points. You know. And remember, I, I told you earlier he's going to break that touchdown. I said he's going to average two touchdowns a game. He got his two right. Yes, he did. So. The ability for our coaches to change, to make mid-game adjustments, the ability for, and I don't know, like I said, if that was because Joey Sly missed so bad or Ron Rivera said, F it, we got to be more aggressive here, why he didn't kick that field goal, but that's how he needs to coach. Continue, please, Ron, continue to coach like you did with a minute and 49 seconds left in that second quarter. Continue to coach that way the whole season. Be super aggressive. It's all going to pan out anyway because if you don't get it, if you're really aggressive and if you're 50%, it's going to equal itself out. Just be aggressive. Your players will follow. They will respect that. That was one of the best games I had seen in a long time. And now, Braden, we are moving on to this Sunday. Washington Commanders are going to play against the Buffalo Bills. Woo! Sunday, 1 p.m., right here in Washington. What's going to happen? Look, man, we had week one, one of the worst teams in the league. Week two, we step it up a notch to about a team, I would say, ranked around our around us. Now we now we step it up until a Super Bowl contending team. And you just said, are we are we contenders or are we pretenders? I had us starting out two and zero in the season coming in this game being two and one. I do think we're pretenders. I think I just think dude, Josh Allen 
Our defense looks great, but man, if we can't stop the deep ball on Russ, how do you expect to stop one on Josh Allen? I and mean, that's all they do. They perfect it. I think we're going into the biggest matchup of the season, obviously, and I think the Commanders fall short 28 to 23. Wow, okay. I didn't I didn't really ask you for your prediction yet, but you you threw it out there no, anyway. No, that's no, fine. No, no, you have to know that's fine. That's that's good. Uh, 28-23, that's a good game. Um, it is a good game. It is a good game. So I was going to ask you, though, like, so heading into week three, we have seen now two weeks of commanders play. And this is the question. Can Washington continue to win playing like this? Man, I just think that. The defense has to, like, step it. I know the defense has been playing good, but Russell Wilson struggled all last year. So, and you really can't judge him quite yet. And, they're, they're like, the Broncos ain't that great. I just think the defense needs to step it up. We, we went against two offensive teams that ain't that great. And our offensive line is so terribly bad where I think that puts a big hole in our offense. So where we were limited in a way. So I think, no, our defense has to step up if we want to get more wins because we're that's why I think we're losing to the bills because our offense isn't high powered enough to keep up with them mainly our o-line because our defense can only, can only do so much you know like we can't we can't have our defense hold everybody down we're going against Josh Allen I'm going to agree with you as in this here's what I will say Washington cannot go out there and play the great teams you can't really be a Super Bowl contender if you are barely beating Arizona and if you are getting down 21-3 to against Denver. Now, what I will say is if Washington plays like they did with 149 left in that second quarter, that whole third quarter, that whole fourth quarter, they can beat anybody. So... It's kind of, if you take the whole season, I will say no. They can't play like that and continue to win. But if you take that one little sample size of that second half last week, they can beat anybody. Mm -hmm. Washington is six and a half point underdogs. Wow. That's a pretty big number considering they're the home team. Yeah, yeah, that is big. That's pretty disrespectful, and I get it. The Bills, people, once again, they believe that the Bills are a Super Bowl team. Possibly. I believe it. I think the Bills had their chance, and it's come and gone, just like that. They have not been a great team. They don't have the Tom Brady where they're in it for the next 20 years. Josh Allen is not Tom Brady. He is a maverick. He is a deep shot taker. He is sometimes the guy who can throw the ball 100 yards down the field, so he always wants to throw the ball 100 yards down the field. He won't take that guy who is wide open right there, five yards in front of him. Just check it down. 
but he won't do it. You know why? Because his mind, his ego gets him, and he thinks he can make every throw. He thinks he's Brett Favre, and Brett Favre would not succeed in today's game either because they throw too many interceptions. Because when you take those deep shots down the field, Braden, you are giving the defense the chance to intercept the ball. When you are throwing into double coverage, that is called stupid. I understand you think you can make that play, but Nemo, you can't. Josh Allen will throw an interception this week. And that's going to be, yeah, Washington can win this game, especially after seeing the, how the Bills have been playing the first two games. Like, the Bills haven't came out as great as everybody thought they would be. Everybody thought Super Bowl contenders, all that. They really underperformed, and I think that is going to be the reasons we can win the game is because of Josh Allen. It's not – I think he's the reason we're going to lose mainly, but I think he's the reason we can win because he saw how he's been playing. It's, you know, whack throws, double coverage throws, not the smartest decisions, you know, getting his offense off the field quick, turnovers, putting the other team in good spots on the field. If Washington can control those opportunities, they can, they can easily win this game. But that's only if Josh Allen's off, too, because when he's on, he is one of the best to ever do it. Uh, maybe. I don't. I, I, I think you're giving him way too much credit. I would never say best to ever do it. In, in today's league. You think Josh Allen's top five quarterback? <laughs> he has to be. I don't know. Well, look, either way, I'm excited seeing him play. We're going we're going to the game seeing him in person. I'm excited to see I never saw Josh Allen before. I'm excited to see Washington. It's a sellout. Can Washington hit 3 and 0? Okay, so you gave your prediction. Yeah, I 28-25, 28-23. 28-23 Washington loses. Yep. Are Here we going to go. be 3 and 0? The Buffalo Bills are who I think they are, Braden. The Buffalo Bills lost to the New York Jets without Aaron Rodgers. The Buffalo Bills then come out and manhandle the Raiders, 38-10. to All's great in Buffalo. They're back, right? Maybe it's just the Raiders suck. How about that? You ever think about that? Maybe the Raiders just aren't that good. I'm saying this. Washington is going to win this game because we have a defensive and offensive coordinator that can make mid-game adjustments. We have a quarterback that can make any throw out there. We win at Braden. It is by the skin of our teeth. I got Washington winning this game 28-27. It's a one-point victory. Wait, guys. Touchdown victory or field goal victory? As bad as Joey Sly looked. Woo! You got, if he's on the team, Braden, he's on the team for a reason. I trust him. Okay. <laughs> and if I don't trust him, if I'm Ron Rivera and I don't trust him, then I fire him and I get somebody that I can trust. Yeah. If Ron Rivera has him out there, 
he's got to be able to kick that game winner, Braden. Oh, yeah, he has to. Absolutely. After last week's field goal, you better make the game winner this week. And I believe he will. Well, it sure hurts, though, 3 and 0. I can't. I couldn't tell you the last time they were 3 and 0. I couldn't tell you. Well, Commander Baby's ready to come down and give his prediction. You ready for him? Oh, I know he's going to say they're going to be 3 and 0. He thinks they could beat the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens. Heck, he thinks, they could, he thinks the Commanders can beat the 91 Redskins. He don't even realize they're the same team. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the baby for you. Anyways, all right. Bring him down. Come on. What are you boys complaining about? The Bills? Who's worried about the Bills? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Except for... The Washington Commanders. Stefan Diggs, did you hear this one? Stefan Diggs' brother, he wants him to leave the Bills because a Bills reporter, Matty Glab, said that he just does whatever he wants and he would just tell me to go F myself and blah, blah, blah. And now the big boys are crying. Well, I got some news for you. I agree, Stefan. Just sit out this week. Don't even come to the game. Go, to, go watch your brother in Dallas. Nobody cares. Don't show up. Don't, don't be here. Nobody wants you here anyway. Your team doesn't want you. We don't want you. Just go watch the Cowboys play. Take the week off. Sit at home. Washington is going to win this one, boys. And it's not going to be close. 38-16, Commanders win. And this has been Commanders Uncensored, baby! So long, farewell, I'll be just saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. 